Okay. We're talking about something constructed now. Our topic is outrageous couples. Outrageous couples. And your first two were? Lot and his wife. Salty. And salty, yeah, that's a good name. And? And Jacob and Rebecca. What did you find out about them? We found out that they, when had, you, they had favorites and it ruined their kids. Yeah. They didn't do too good. But a lot of parents don't do too good. Always remember this. Right? There's a point where you're on your own. <laughs> My sister used to cry, our parents didn't treat us good. And finally one day I said to her, how old you got to be before you quit whining about that? All right. So, time when you're responsible for yourself. You can't say it's somebody else's fault. Okay, let's say a prayer. Okay, Judges chapter 16 for our text today. Judges chapter 16. The couple is Samson and Delilah. <coughs> Anybody watch one of those movies where these guys are superheroes? The Avengers. The Avengers. They put on a suit and jump out the window and all that stuff. Right? So it's kind of, yeah. This is the real thing. This actually was something that God did. God did something very unique with Samson. He gave him muscles. Probably more than anybody ever had before. Now you want to know why? Why you gave him muscles? Because there's two reasons. Uh, mainly, the Philistines were real tough on the Israelites. They came whenever they wanted, raided their houses, took their food, killed them. They didn't care. They were pretty violent bunch of people and uh, they lived you know this is the Mediterranean Sea and here's the capital of Jerusalem they lived along this coast here in some cities there uh, the Philistines and whenever they felt like it they came over took whatever they wanted they really kept people in a bad way and so God said I'm going to help get rid of the Philistines and I'm going to send this guy to do it. But the problem was Israelites were a bunch of cowards. They were a bunch of cowards. And so somebody's got to do something. And these Israelites, oh, we can't, we got to hide from the Philistines. And Samson is then given a special ability by God because nobody's going to help him. 
there's no help from people, he's going to have to do it by himself. And so the Bible says that uh, when he was a kid, the spirit began to move him. And so as he's growing up, one day he goes out, I don't know what he did, ripped a tree out of the ground. He said, gee, I didn't know I could do that. Picked up some big, huge boulder and threw it away. I mean, I don't know what he did, but he suddenly began to realize, I got pretty strong muscles. All right, so we want to think about that. Uh, there's something very special about so Samson, and it's not his muscles. It's something else. He is what's called a Nazarite. Which is a certain type of person who takes vows. What's another word for a vow? Promise. Promise. Alright, so he makes promises, takes vows, and there were three things that he had to I guess you'd say not do. Uh, he could not drink no wine. None at all. And what do you think? Why would that be a rule? Because out in the world out there, they say, we're going to enjoy ourselves. Get a bottle of wine. And he said, well, I'm making promises... And the promises are made to God. You understand that. So God says, we don't want you to love the world. So you're going to be different. You are not going to drink wine. What does the Bible say? Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. So what's out there that the world says, oh, this is fun, you'll love it. Sam says, no, no. So no wine. Second thing, he couldn't touch anything dead. All right. He couldn't touch. If he was digging in a garden and he found a bone and he touched a bone, he had to run to the temple for cleansing. Not supposed to touch anything dead. Why do you think that would be? How does anything get to be dead? Man wasn't made to die. Man was created not to ever die. What made it so he did die? Sin. Right? So sin. And so touching something dead, uh, sin equals death. All right? And so it's told the Nazarites, you can't touch anything dead. Because it's sort of a symbol if it's dead because there's sin in the world. And we say, well, is that why everything dies? Well, no, but there wasn't any death before sin came in. They're going to avoid sin, going to avoid the things that the world loves, and then the other thing he couldn't do was cut his hair. Ever. How long would your hair be if you never cut it? Probably to the floor. Yeah, it'd get pretty long. You'd have a beard way down to here, maybe longer. He never cut his hair. For a long, 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 long time. And why is it, what was that supposed to represent? Did you ever meet somebody who never cut their hair? I never met anybody. If you saw somebody who never ever cut their hair, 
What would you say about him? Why? Why you'd say, he looks pretty different, right? He looks different from everybody else. And what they did for these Nazarites, Samson wasn't the only one, but he was one. What they did was their hair gets so long, they made seven, what you might call a ponytail. The Bible calls it a lock. So you'd wind up this stretch here, <laughs> tie it up, and then you'd do seven of those all over your head and probably your beard, a couple of them. So they would wind their hair up into locks. So here's a guy coming around with locks hanging down below his knees, hanging off his head. He looks different, right? He looks very different. And so what does the vow of the Nazarite mean? I'm not like the rest of the world. I avoid sin at all costs, and I'm going to be different. And that was the vow that they made when he was born, before he was born. The angel came down and said to his mother, he's going to be a Nazarite. I expect you to make sure he never cuts his hair. Don't you drink wine or him either, and don't touch anything that's dead. That's the vow of the Nazarite. And if you do that, and God says, I will do something for you. Keep your vows, and I'll give you superhuman strength. Superhuman strength. So, as a little kid, he discovers it first time. And the first real history we get of what he did was his mom and dad were with him. And they were walking down the road. They're coming up to this little village called Timnath. And in Timnath, on the road to Timnath, there's a vineyard. You know what a vineyard is? It's a vineyard. It's a grape farm. Right? There'd be rows of grapes. And as there, anybody walking down the road to Timnath, somebody comes out and says, hey, don't go there. Because there's a lion that lives in the vineyard. And he's fierce. So don't go there. So Samson's walking down the road with mom and dad. He says, mom and dad, sit down, rest a little bit. I'm just going to walk ahead. I'll be up there. I'll come back and get you after you have a little rest. And so he goes over to the vineyard, and there's the lion. you got two minds with the same thought. I'm going to tear you to pieces. The lion thinks that, and Samson thinks that. The lion jumps like a lion would, and he grabs him, and he tears him apart. He says he tore him. He didn't just squeeze his neck until he died. He ripped him. He tore a lion apart. He got a hold of him, and he killed him by ripping his skin apart. All right, so how strong is that? I can't imagine how strong that is. Right? But there's something about Samson you've got to remember. Right? If God says this, I'll give you power, keep your vows, and I'll give you power. Do you have it every second? I don't know. I don't think so. So would you go face that lion and then say, oh God, you're supposed to give me power and you didn't. So tell me about Samson. What's he got? 
got something in here. What? Faith. Faith. Because he believes that God is going to give him power when he needs it. And when a lion jumps, it's now or never. You can't say five minutes later, God. No, you got to have power now. If you're going to grab a lion and rip it, and I can't fathom that. I don't know what kind of power it takes to rip open a lion. I mean, they're all muscle. And so he just tore the thing apart, throws it on the ground, goes back, hey, Mom and Dad, come on, you ready? Let's go. And goes along. Didn't tell anybody. Didn't tell anybody. Later on, <coughs> he goes back, looks at the lion, and it's full of honey. Bees made a nest inside of the lion. So he gets the honey and takes it uh, and has a little uh, bit of honey. And it's all going good for him. He's got faith in God. What he wants to do is get rid of these guys, these Philistines. So they give him a hard time. So he goes out and he catches foxes. How fast is a fox? Fox can run about 30 miles an hour. All right? And then you run 30 miles an hour. All right? So he can chase down foxes. So he can run 30 miles an hour. All right? But he can get two. He gets two, one in each hand, ties their tails together. He's kind of a joker. He ties their tails together, puts a stick on their tail, lights a stick on fire, and sets them loose. So, of course, they're running like crazy with fire behind them. And they're running out into the field, and the fields are catching on fire, the wheat fields. But how many did he catch? 300. He caught 300 of them. So how fast is this guy? It's unbelievable. But he's playing a little joke on the Philistines, and now there's 150 fires because he's got 300 of them tied their tails again, and they're running through the wheat fields, and there's fires all over, and the Philistines are really mad. They're really mad. <coughs> they're going to get him. All right, so we start in Judges chapter 16, verse 4. Here we go. It came to pass afterwards that he loved the woman in the valley of Sora, whose name was Delilah. Okay, so. It says, he loved Delilah. Not wife. Not his wife. Alright? Girlfriend. There's my girlfriend. It's Delilah. I love her. She's beautiful. She's wonderful. I love her. He's not married to her. He loves her. This is a very good lesson for you people because you're going to find out that love <laughs> may not be all that it's meant to be. Verse 5. And the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and said unto her, uh, Entice him and see wherein his great strength lies, and by what means we may prevail against him, that we may blind him to afflict him, and we will give thee every one of us eleven hundred pieces of silver. And the said to Samson, tell me, I pray thee, wherein 
Okay, so Philistines come, we're mad at him, he burned all our wheat crop. So we want to get him, but we're a little afraid of it. <laughs> so we want to find out his secret. He's got a secret. And the secret is his strength, which tells you a lot about Samson. What did he look like? Well, he looked like you or you or you. If a guy was 10 feet tall and his arms were this big, all right, and he's a regular monster, would you go up and say, what's the secret of your strength? No, you say he's a big monster. No, you expect him to be strong. He looks normal. He looks like everybody else. He doesn't look strong. But they can't figure it out. Well, where's your, where's your strength come from? We want to figure out why he's so strong. He's got some secret. We know what it is. Maybe he takes a potion. Who knows what it is? But we got to find out. And when you look at him, he looks like everybody else. But he can do what nobody else can do. So she says, tell me, what's the secret of your strength? All right, so they bribed her. They give her, said, we'll give you a lot of money. You can find this out. Well, let's see what he says, verse 7. So she says, Samson, you got to tell me what your secret is. Well, if they take green withs, or in other words, uh, probably something like a grapevine. It's like a rope. Take it, and it's green. Tie me up with it. I won't be able to do anything. So he falls asleep, and she ties him up. They bring her these seven things, and they ties him up. And she goes, Samson, Philistines are here. And he gets up, kind of stretches, and all the green things are flying across the room because it didn't hold him for one second. He said it was like putting a thread on him. Just break it, it's gone, nothing to it. So that's not the secret of his strength, all right? And uh, he, he says, uh, tie me up and you'll see. So she ties him up and no avail. So he's got a lot of strength. Now they really want to find out what it is. Here's another thing he did leading up to this event. And this was probably the most awesome thing that he did. His friends, with friends like this, you don't need enemies, right? They come up to him and they say, look, you, you're making trouble. 
and we want no trouble with the Philistines. You're burning their wheat crops with your 300 foxes. So we're going to turn you over to them. And we're going to tie you up with two ropes up here on top of this rock, and we're going to turn you over to the Philistines. And he said, well, are you going to try to hurt me? No, no, we won't try to hurt you, but we're going to turn you over. So go ahead. That's all right. Tie me up. So they tied him up with two ropes, and here comes the Philistine. All right. They come up on top of the rock. He's up there. We've tied him up. You can have him. Take him. So they go up there to get him, and he's just sitting on this rock all tied up, and here they come. How many of them is there? Well, they brought along a few. There's 2,000 of them. <laughs> they got an arm. We'll get this guy, take care of him. He may be able to catch foxes, but we got 2,000 of us. We'll take him, and uh, he's tied up there. We'll go get him. Well, they get up near him, and all of a sudden he says, hmm, I gotta get up. And he gets up, and all the ropes break off. And then he looks at him, and he starts towards him. He's got nothing in his hand, and it happens to be on the ground a, a jawbone. It's a donkey jawbone laying on the ground. That'll do. He picks it up, and he starts swinging it. And it's like it's got a million volts of electricity. Every swing, he's killing somebody. Right. So naturally, what would you do? Well, it's gang up on him. 20 guys rush him all at once. Bang, 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 bang. Like in the cartoons, they're all dead. He's smacking them with his jawbone. He's killing them. Pretty soon, after he kills a thousand men, then what? Let's get out of here. You ain't getting away from him. He could run 30 miles an hour. He killed a thousand more. And it said he threw them in two piles just for the fun of it. There's a pile of dead bodies over here, killed with a jawbone of a donkey. There's a pile over here, there's a pile over there. He said, man, I'm kind of thirsty now. <laughs> All right, so he killed 2,000 with a jawbone, and uh, that really made him mad. So they're paying off Delilah, his girlfriend, to figure out how come he could possibly be that strong. He told her, seven green things, let's try it. All right, let's verse 10. Here we go. Tie him with two new ropes. Brand new ropes, tie him. She's tied, falls asleep, she ties him up. Same thing. Hey, Samson, the Philistines are coming. Gets up. Where? Let me add him. And you notice what he says. If you tie me with new ropes, he doesn't say I'll be weak. What does he say? I'll be weak. 
like everybody else. <laughs> like the rest of you sissies, he says, I'll be weak like the rest of you. All right, I'll be weak like the rest of you. And so tie him up with new ropes, that didn't work. All right. Now, there's another thing he did. We'll throw in here too. Another reason, there's a place called Gaza. Be one of this city, probably that one right there. So it's owned by the Philistines, they own it. And one day he comes into the city of Gaza and there is a wall and gates around Gaza. And he goes in and they say, Samson's in town. Oh, we'll close the gates, we got it. Close up the gates, lock him in, we got it. So he gets up at midnight and he walks out and the place is locked up. This is a gate, you know, this is a big gate. It's not like the little one in your garden. Probably weighs, there's two big posts, one on either side, one across the top, and there's this heavy gate made of iron and everything. And probably weighs a ton and a half, maybe 3,000 pounds. So the place is locked up, so he took the place with him. He walked up to the gates and just, how much did you bench press? 275. 275. This guy bench presses a ton and a half, no problem. So he goes down, picks it up, rips it right off the hinges, pulls a pole right out of the ground, and it says he put it on his back and he walked away with it. This character, like, you imagine, he just ripped the whole gate off by himself and he carried it away. Now it says he carried it to the gate at Hebron. Uh, he carried it 40 miles. It was 40 miles he carried that gate. He said, there, come and get it. I bet you can't get it back as easy as I took it here. He's this is stunning. They can't figure it out. There's no human that can do that. Right? No human that can do that. But they're still trying to get at it. All right, let's go to verse 13. Secret. Now, tell me something about Samson. Did you say he was a smart, sharp fellow? I wouldn't say he was too smart. Your girlfriend said, I want to find your weak point. Try this, that didn't work. Try that, that didn't work. Now, she takes his hair, spins it up into a, 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 a big loom, and pins it, and Samson and the Philistines are here. He gets up, walks away with the loom and everything, just walks out. Got it all tied to his head, walks away with it. Obviously, that's not the secret, all right? So you should start to think to yourself, Samson, is this a good relationship you got here? She's trying to get you. 
He's trying to get you. Do you understand? He doesn't care about you. He may not know about the bride, but he ought to start to figure out, this woman is not nice to me. She's not my friend. He ought to come to his senses. That's why young people ought to say, well, that, that lady over there, she may be beautiful and gorgeous, and she may rub my head and I fall asleep all the time, but when I wake up, my hair's stuck in a loom. It's a clue. Something's not going good. All right, let's go on. See what happens next. Verse 13, was it? No, 15, yep. And she said unto him, How can darling girlfriend of his hounds him and hounds him and hounds him hounds him finally he says oh will you quit it can't you see my hair has never been cut I said my hair is my strength so she says now you go tearing up lions all day ripping gates out of the ground and killing whole armies by yourself sit down and rest take a nap and she tells the Philistine I got him. This time I got him. He told me, I hounded him to death. He told me everything was in his heart. I got him. So he falls asleep on her lap and she shaves his hair off. She cuts his hair off. Then we get probably the saddest verse in the whole thing, verse 20. in the whole thing. Why? Because stupid. He was stupid. He let this girl jerk him around and lead him around by the nose and finally tells his secret. She cuts off his hair and this time she doesn't go, Samson and the Philistines. Samson, the Philistines are here. And he wakes up, that's no big deal. Every other time I did what I want, I'm going to do it today. It says he didn't know that his strength was gone. He didn't know it. So he went out to grab him, and they grabbed him. They did three things to him. Number one, they bind him. Of course they bind him. They tie him up. They're still scared of him. And so they said, we'll fix you for good. They blind him. They took burning sticks and shoved it into both eyes. Now he's blind. Alright? And the last thing they do is they grind him. There's a thing, a big stone wheel that they grind uh, wheat on. And they tie an oxen to it and the oxen walks around in circles grinds wheat. They tied Samson to it. 
Okay, he's a blind man. We can tie him up now because he has no power and we'll make him grind. And so Samson is walking round and round and round on the wheel, grinding wheat. Then they had a party at their temple for their god. Anybody know what the Philistine god was? Dagon. Dagon, very good. Dagon. He's half what? Half fish, half man. That's what the Philistines worship. They said we're having a special day down here for Dagon. And we had this guy who used to hound us to death. We got him now. He's blind. It's all tied up. Let's bring him over and make fun of him. Okay, good. So he hears something coming. And what's going on? It's a little boy. Samson, I came to get you. I'll take you over to the temple. There was a day when 2,000 warriors couldn't take him. And I was a little boy taking him. Why? How can that be? What did he do? He broke his vow. His vow was never cut his hair. Did you notice the other time? I didn't tell you. What was the other time he broke his vow? Touched a dead lion. Right? The lion had honey and he touched a dead lion. This vow he broke and God let him still go on. He broke that vow. No more strength. So now they're bringing him to make fun of him. So he'll kind of flex his muscles like he's got muscles and they're all laughing at him. And they bring him to the temple. Their temple. It's a huge place. There's two big pillars on it. There's a big uh, roof. And the roof holds 3,000 people. It's a big building. So there's 3,000 people on the roof, and they're looking down at Samson, and there's people down inside the building, and they're poking fun at him, laughing at him. <laughs> See, our God Dagon beat them. He's just a blind guy we use to make fun of. Samson prays, dear God, one more time. Just one more time. Give me strength one more time. Yes, I broke my vows. I was careless. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. But if you give me strength one more time, I want to kill all these Philistines. And so he says to the boy, isn't there two big pillars? Yeah. Yeah. He said, can you put me up there? Yeah, I'll take you up there. You can show off your muscles. <laughs> so he puts, the little boy puts one hand on one pillar, one hand on the other. And then he says, God, one more time, please, now. And he believes God the last time. And he pushed the pillars over. The entire roof collapsed, and he killed more Philistines in that moment than he did the rest of his life. We think maybe as high as six or eight thousand of them died in the collapse of that building. There's three thousand on the roof, probably six or seven more down below. He pulls, pushes the strength out. 
knocks the thing down, and he dies. So he's got vows to keep. He doesn't keep his vows. And he's really foolish when it comes to women. He's really foolish. He ought to know better. So part of this outrageous couple is that Samson should have known better. Should have had more sense than to hang around with this girl who's trying to find out the secret of your strength for money. And he did it four times and he never realized it until it was too late. We've got to be more careful about the relationships. I don't know what would have happened if he hadn't done that. Uh, he might have destroyed the entire nation. As it was, he put a pretty good dent in him all by himself with his superhuman strength. They tear down big, huge buildings that are supported by pillars. I don't know what they weigh, how much they were, but if you can hold a pillar, you can hold 3,000, it ain't this big, right? It's huge, huge pillar. And he's able to bust them apart and drop it down. So, outrageous relationships, Samson and Delilah, he should have known better. Should have figured it out along the way. He loved her, thought she was beautiful. And she almost killed him. And finally he died. But he died in the best way he could. Which was destroying the Philistines. Okay. That's the story of Samson and Delilah.